Welcome to No Ideas Original Podcast featuring Shalon, the good brother, Mr. Rob and Zane. Today we're here with General Steele of Smith & Wesson, Boot Camp, yeah. Duck Down, Brooklyn Extraordinary. I'm good. Hey, hold on. Let me turn this light on. Okay. Let's see how this. There we go. Yes, sir. Oh, there we go. Yo, yes, so, sir. Yes, sir. You clearly we now. Have a slew, we have a slew of questions we want to talk to you about and get into, you know, in, re, in relation to um, hip-hop, you know, things that's going on in the community, gardening. We see you you doing some gardening and everything. Yes, but sir. what's most appropriate to me is to start off from the beginning. You know, how did you, how did you and Tech come together to form Smith & Wesson and how did you get down with Boot Camp Click? Um, me, me, me and Tech went to school together, man. We went to printing. It's my man. It's my man hit me on. It's my man. It's my man, Louis Skaggs. Skaggs, what up, Skaggs? What up, Skaggs? Hit, Louis Skaggs, hit me what's on up? FaceTime right now. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm talking. I'm talking to the pros right now. We're doing an interview live. No idea. No idea. You know what I'm saying? And, and we just, we just about to, about to start building. So. We gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get back to you, <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna build with the bros, and I'm gonna do that. We gonna chop it up in a bit, right? Uh, you're ready. That's my family right there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I've, 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 you know, I was introduced to tech by my big old bro, uh, Cook, Cookie Head, big old pimp, mm-hmm. and Rambo, rest in peace. Um, those are Bree Voice finest, and we, we all went to school together, man. We met there. And uh, we formed like this incredible bond. Um, yeah, and that's like, that's really where the foundation for that started. Mm-hmm. Um, and then how'd, y'all, how'd you find your way to um, boot camp? Well, I mean, sh- we, we pretty much created that. <laughs> that was created right there. Um, okay. Tech and I, you know, like, I, like a lot of people might not know, it's like maybe a fun fact, maybe you might know, like I've always been the shy type of dude. Like I'm not really the outspoken cats. I always been around guys who are way more tougher, way more iller, way more outspoken than me. And I'm just there. I, I do my grunt work and I soldier up. You know what I mean? So it's like me and Tech has been those guys. Tech has always been like a, a quiet kind of guy. And we, we just kind of sat in the back and soaked up all the wisdom and understanding and knowledge. And, and it's like, all right, how are we going to, you know, uh, manifest that in, in, in our realm. And we was blessed to start with the music, you know? Um, a lot of guys was already in the streets doing other crazy stuff. And we just, you know, we was dabbling in that as well, but it allowed us, the most high allowed us another little vantage point to go, all right, you guys, boom. And we started doing the music a little bit more and more. Like I was always a um, solo artist mm-hmm. before, like, in my mind, you know what I mean? In my mind, I was like, yo, uh, MC Steel, like, you know what I mean? I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm trying to come with my thing. I, I don't know how serious I was with it, but it, it started to manifest more when going through the, you know, going through the trials and tribulations of just regular street stuff and, and, and just meeting individuals like Tech and us formulating and becoming like Smith & Wesson, you know? Nice. Okay. Growing up in Brooklyn, yeah, and you know, 
I see that a lot of your influences from Islam or conscious behavior taking yeah. the bookshelves I see in the back. I see you study. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, that's real stuff over there. <laughs> it's heavy. It's heavy. Yeah. And you're a Sagittarius like me, man. So yes, I know sir, yes, sir, salute. and always absorb wisdom and a lot of knowledge from your elders. Talk yes, about that, your influence growing up. I mean, I think that's, you know, for me, that's that's one of the main things. That's one of the most important things because we forget how important like even like you know like a lot of men in my family was washed away you know um my father's one of the solid guys but a lot of my uncles you know they took a bad turn you know like two of my uncles od you know it's like my aunt cancer my grandma can't like uh, you know like we don't have that that strong like all right, let's build in the family. Everybody knows what your what your health, you know, what your, what your lineage of that is, and so on and so forth. So it's like, all right, you know, I grew up wanting to find out stuff, you know, and a lot of a lot of when I was young, um, like a super young teenager, I'm talking like 13, 14, just wanting, just wanting the knowledge, just wanting, and just, wanting to know some shit, just wanting to know something. And, and the only guys that was there was the guys that was either criminals or dope folk. Mm, right. So like a lot of guys my age in Brooklyn, we learned the um, the 120, you know, the book of life from dope fiends. Mm. You know, it's a lot of, it's a lot of, and you, and then you start doing the knowledge on that as you get older, then you start realizing why a lot of the, why a lot of the guard bodies was was hooked on heroin. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like we go back to the we go back to St. Kofa. We go back to the to the to to the lessons that 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 uh that white America wanna erase, you know, and we gotta go, okay, you go back to the to all these little cliches, hotter than the book. You wanna keep something from someone hotter than the book. But in the book the black people um, read, right. We you know, it's there for us to 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 seek and peel them pages back. So mm-hmm. I always test it. That's great. Okay. Big up to all of all the artists, all of all the all the artists, especially the rappers, and our, um, our rappers on our timeline that wrote books. A lot of guys wrote books. Big up to Fifty. Big up to 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 to, um, to, to the Ghost. Yeah. You know, uh, P. Rest in peace. You know what I'm saying? Prodigy. Like a lot of guys wrote books. Whatever it was about, they still put them things on the shelf. That's wild important. Yeah, that 50 book is, I, I, I read it. I thought that was a great book. I'm not even the biggest 50 fan, but I thought that was the greatest, uh, like. Yeah, Pieces yeah, of Weight was crazy. Pieces yeah. of Weight was crazy. Then he get, he kept coming with, you know, 50 Laws of Power. Like he was able right. to, 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 to to do something else creative other than just rapping to us. Like uh, eventually the raps, we was going to rate the rap so much. It's like, ah, that's not the book now. Um, you were able to create other things that come from your creativity yeah. come from that let black me, me, I just want you to say that let me ask you this upon that let me add on to that how important is the human imagination well I mean it's great to have an imagination because uh, you can image you can put that image for that nation right that's like doing a, that's like doing a knowledge wisdom understanding like you want to see ultimately we want to see our culture be free mm-hmm. we want to see that Right, um, the work that goes in there is us being honest with the lessons that we learn. So, uh, person, you know, you already know how the, 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 the cliche goes: one without vision will perish. 
You know what I'm saying? So we have we have we have some type of vision. We have some type of image. And the image, if the image is mutated, then you're gonna have like you know these different things. Right. That's gonna, yeah, right? you're gonna have to deal with all of those type of things. But I think that at least we have you know all of us had a a, a start. Right in this in this round, right? We have a start where it's like we birth um through our earth and then we you know we start to imagine stuff. You know, when we start putting things together, you can imagine being great. Whatever that means to you, you're gonna strive to be that. So I think having imagination is a good a good part and then dealing with reality. Right. You know, now General Still, um when was the age, if you can recall, when you wrote your first rhyme, what was it, if you can remember, and what made you want to become uh, an MC? Because I don't consider you a rapper, I consider you an MC. MC's on a higher echelon when it comes to rap. I appreciate that. I, um, man, I can't remember the age, but I, but I, I have to go, you know, when I was in high school, probably like my first, you know, when I was a freshman, um, like I was dabbling, but I was nowhere near nothing thinking about being no artist or anything like that. But I had a, it was a brother that was, uh, that was in the, in the school. His name was Charles. We call him, we call him Chase. His name is Charles Dubeppy. <laughs> <laughs> right? My name is D Yates, right? So this guy's a genius. Like now you're talking about you're talking about having imagination, right? Charles Dewberry, like he seen me and was like, yo, we're gonna be partners. I don't even know how he even configured that. Cause I was I ain't had no name in the school for rapping and none of that stuff. Right. It was other cats that uh um uh Onyx, what what's son name? Tropical. Tropical, that's what they call him, tropical. Sticky, Sticky fingers. Sticky fingers? Sticky, yeah, he had the same kind of hairdo as you got, right? That's a fact. <laughs> That's a fact. He was he was cutting he was cutting cat's hair. He he gave he gave tech a, a Timberland sign in his head. I'm like, yeah, this guy's cool. But Word. <laughs> we we go to Southside Jamaica Queens, you know what I'm saying? And, and go get like I got he, his brother gave me a polo sign in, in the back of my head. He fucked it up, but <laughs> God, though, right? I'm like, yo, they 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 treated tech nice though. You know what I mean? I'm like, he fucked my shit up. They treated tech nice. But we just had like, you know. We, it was it was it was it was a whole lot of guys that was already on with then Craig G went to our school. Craig G went to Craig. So so let me let me ask you this. <laughs> like um in the early nineties, I was in high school and pretty much you guys provided the soundtrack to hip hop. Like that to me was the golden era and it personified the true essence of hip hop. So think about it, you had you guys, you had Wu-Tang, you had Nas, you had Miles. Lou Raekwon just celebrated his 25th anniversary. Yeah. Oh, Classic album. Yeah. Yeah. Classic, yep. So was there any pressure in creating a classic album? Because you guys created a classic album with The Shining. Like, yeah. I, listen, I must have listened to that shit every day on the train going back and forth <laughs> to school. Well, every day I listen to that album. It's a classic album. But did I you guys feel pressure that. to come up with that? Now, I, I mean, I think initially, it probably was a little bit of pressure, but we were so ready to go that um, we just we just gripped up and we was ready. We took a lot of a lot of uh, coaching from the beat miners, Mr. Walt, D. Like we knew nothing about studio life, so we just we took what we was learning in the streets, running around with Decepticons and all that, mm -hmm. and 
those are the lessons that that birthed the boot camp click because we already like before i knew tech i knew sean price mm. you know what i'm saying That's before i knew before price. i knew you know before i knew it was going to be a boot camp click me and me and rockman's monster was already friends he was already like he was one of the baddest guys rhyming and suffering my uncle introduced me to him. So, and then Top Dog, that's my brother. You know, um, Louisville live in the same building as Rockman's Monster. Mm -hmm. Strang live in the back of the projects. You know, the only the only X factor is like Buckshot, oh. who live in Crown Heights. You know what I mean? And I went to school. I went to night school with his sister. So that link came like that. You know, it's like I was on. Before I know it, I was spending more time on, on on Franklin Avenue than I was doing in my in my own hood. So I think like you know, for all of us, like we it just you know the lessons that we're willing to receive, you know, it it, it show within what we're gonna what we're gonna bring forth. Yeah, you um, definitely would. You definitely would not have thought that you guys were new to studio life because one one of the things that stands out to me about that album is you see how everybody like now tandems there's like the tandem four bar exchange and everything and i think yeah. that, man, let's get it on yeah and you and tech just going back and forth i'm like you guys kind of they're like now nah, we no way you gotta think like okay first first and foremost we had to sit back and watch black moon finish their album mm. you know what i'm saying we like when they came out with who got the props and all that and it was bubbling and all that and we had to sit down and watch that so we was kind of like we were still one foot in the street we one foot in the studio so it wasn't like it wasn't our time until we finally did like uh, Blacksmith and West. And that was probably like the last song. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I, I, that was the, that was the song. And then, then we did uh, 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 You The Man. So it was like, we waited. And it was like, you know, I'm glad you made that point because a lot of artists be like, y'all ready to go, I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go. Like we sat there and, and made sure, you know, we just supported our bros and we learned so much. Um, how to how to create in the studio so when it was out so so when we was up next we were trying to minimize on all the stress and all that stuff but we brought like pretty much we brought the projects to the session like when you listen to the background of the session that's all of our people in the studio making the extra noise but that's due to the genius of like dudes like mr walk like yo i need background noise <laughs> you like background noise all right just record <laughs> We rolling up, dude just just blurt some shit out. Hey yo, man, Dick Rise ain't supposed to get on this, right? Like, yeah. like that's a go. Like record yeah. that, keep that. That's yeah. all the time. You know what I mean? So and that's and that's one of the things that I that I found in, in other interviews. I actually asked this question. You know, when when did people stop not hanging out in the studio? Everyone is emailing songs and all this. And I think and in a small career, I didn't have no crazy career, but I've been around brothers. When you're in the studio, from the breathing, the, the uh, uh, something to fall, is it, it all matters. But now, yeah, breaking bread together, that that definitely. I yeah. think, I think, you know what? I, you know, I'll be honest, man. I can't really blame no one person, but I will say that technology, uh, kind of like gave it's us an option. Much, right. Okay. Technology gave us an option because I remember the first time when I heard about uh, uh, Erica Badu recording on garage band or something i was like yo that that kind of blew my mind right you know what i'm saying so i'm like ah that would be interesting so so i mean we uh you know even beat minus beat minus before this technology wave they was like they wasn't doing nothing they was not messing with mp3 they was like yo we just doing 
SB 1200s. They just doing a generic uh, other shit that, what's what that shit is called? The Akai, the Akai 950, and that's the all we doing. We ain't doing none of though. that, yo. So it's, it's like. That y'all, y'all are the reminiscent of really that Bronx KRS boom back. Yeah, the drums was that's back. why the drums was yeah, so the crazy. Whole part is you doing this, right. man. Like every right. time, right. I, every time I heard Soundboy Barrel, I fucking mm-hmm. lost it. I don't right. Know. <laughs> but lose it when I hear that shit because yeah, it, it had the reggae vibe, and that's when I knew reggae and hip hop. That marriage ain't gonna never break as long. No, as that's, a that's a fact. That's a fact. Rocket right. I, I, I tell you I, what, I, too. I tell you what, General Steele, uh, being that Brother Rob brought up song Soundboy Burial, just looking at the energy in that video, can you can you tell the viewers that's going to see this, like, what was the energy behind that whole video? Like, it looked like you guys were having so much fun back then. Yeah, man, we, we had we had mega fun, man. Big up to Marcus, uh, Doggy Dog Films, man. The, in, the interesting thing about that video, we shot that in Harlem. Wow. Okay. We shot that in a park in Harlem. I want to say like 126 or 127th. Like right, um, that's, that's right by the parliament. It's right there. Yeah, it's right by the park, right by the law school. By law school. Um, but there was this park that was, it had the gates. It had the whole scenery of yard, the yeah. big gates. Yeah. Um, we could fill the park up and it was inside. It was enclosed with where you, you couldn't really see it from the outside. So we f- we filled that whole thing up, man. And um that was a that was an incredible electric video. I'll tell you one thing, I left with a headache. And <laughs> like they had a limousine for us. I I couldn't even get in the limousine. I'm like, yo, you know what? It was too many people. I'm like, yeah, y'all good. I took the train home. <laughs> I'm like I'll go to 125th right there. I'll walk to 8th Avenue, man. I'm gonna get on the subway, man. After 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 one of the dopest videos of your career, it's like, yo, I'm gonna take the train home, nigga. I like two of my homies, like, yo, fuck it, I'm gonna ride with you, son. Let's go. I'm like, y'all go ahead and get in the limousine, man. My shorty was there, her sister was there. It was so hectic. And it was awesome. It was super awesome, man. It was awesome, man. You know. Tell us about the uh, recording session that you guys had with Mary J. Blige, one of the greatest R&B and hip hop collabs ever. Well, I, you know, keep it a Billy. Uh, Mary wasn't on deck for that. It was only only people in the studio was myself, mm-hmm. Smokey Lie, my PNC, Puffy, and then LL came in and he popped in real quick. Wow, but. How they, how Puffy did it, man. That's why I, you know Puffy is a genius, man. Salute to P Diddy, man. Um, he saw the thing. Like we did a, we had did a, sh- we had did a show probably a, uh, prior to that it was a couple of days on an on, a, on an Intrepid when they allowed us to perform on Intrepid back in, the, in that time. But we had the whole boot camp was there. Junior Mafia was there. Mary performed. We performed, and um, Diddy was like, "Yo." working on some remixes, want you to come to the studio, da-da-da, him and, him and Drew High chopped it up. So he's a real private dude, real uh, straight up business cast. So we had no entourage, just me, Tech. We went there and, and he gave us instructions of what he wanted from us and then left us in the room. The rest is history, classic. The rest is history. And then we, we'll look up in the room and we'll see like 
see LL dance to the beat and he's like this, like, I, you know what I mean? But, but none of them allowed to come in there and say, it wasn't about a bunch of, yo, what's up, yo, uh, yo, smoke weed. It wasn't even that, that, that was something that, you know, uh, I'm glad that me and Tech are able to do because our sessions be crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Our sessions be dice games, <laughs> anything can be, you know, anything can happen in our sessions. But that particular session was like, yo, he left us. And it was just me and Smokey Lodge sitting in the room. Uh, it's like, yo, y'all write y'all thing. And that's what we came up with, the I Shine, You Shine. We had one book and we passed the book to each other and we really got into that. Right. So that, was, that was one of the many classics that you guys put out, man. Salute. Yeah. Yeah, I want to I want to say again, rest in peace to um to Sean Price, you know, because his yes. contribution to hip hop and just who he was yep. as a person, oh, yeah. not even personally known, mm -hmm. just ex having that experience, uh, right. seeing him on TV and, and his music. Um, what was it like working with a brother like Sean Price? And do you think there'll ever be another boot camp click out? Mm. Um, working with Sean Price is uh, you know, it's a blessing, man. Say the least, you know. There's a lot of there's a lot of artists that have had, uh, you know, rest in peace of Malik B. Yeah, yeah. Um, rest in peace of Fight Though. Um, rest in peace of Nipsey Hussle. Rest in peace of Prodigy. There's a lot of groups of individuals that gave us a lot of phenomenal stuff, and they have all lost loved ones. You know what I'm saying? Um, and there's never, there's never no, no rating system you can, you can put on that. Uh, my relationship with, with Sean Price is, is crazy because I know people who, who've known him for shorter than I known him and fell in love with him mm -hmm. in that shorter time. So you can imagine when it comes to that. Um, as far as it being another boot camp album, like honestly, I, I pray for that. Feel me? Like we all camp, do, man. That's what camp, I'm saying. Boot camp is a lot. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you guys one thing. I had a conversation with all my bros, and I told them, you know what I mean. I'm like, yo, if, if, if we're gonna do one last thing, we gotta do it for Sean. Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying. So, we in the talks right now of seeing how we can do this in this climate. Because honestly, I ain't gonna hold you, man. Like rap is such a. It, sometimes it leaves such a sour taste in your mouth. You right. know, like, damn, you gave so much. Yeah. You know, and it's so less appreciation. It's like, what what else can you give? You losing your you losing your loved ones and your family members. Yeah, people who don't really appreciate that. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna say, 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 say let me throw around real quick. Let me say this just up to um to follow up on um, what you're saying. Uh, it's interesting you said that because I was gonna ask you like down the road about how the music business sometimes make people become disenchanted from actually doing music. But I had an experience the other day that um you know I grew up in the Bronx. And I grew up around, you know, Cuban Link and dudes from the Terror Squad and stuff like that. And, you know, in my house, I have like posters up. So I got a big pun post up and a dude came to work on my air conditioning and he seen the big pun post and he was like, yo, you know, I'm from White Plains. I'm this huge Bronx fan and this dad or whatever. And like, do you know any of the guys? So I was like, yeah, sure. I know, you know. Actually, I, know. I do. <laughs> no, so I, I FaceTime Cuban Link and Cuban Link got on the phone with wow. him. Wow. And it just made this dude gay. And he was like, yo, he was like extremely excited. So after he left, Cuban was like, yo, did you did he give you a deal as a result of it? And I was like, nah, it was, I got a service contract, so I have to pay anything <laughs> at all. But I did it because I wanted Cuban Link to see like as, you know, as much as people get deterred or feel like, damn, like, you know, 
the game is not giving anything back. Like, yo, there are just there are hardcore fans out there that, have, yeah, that just have the appreciation and the love of the music. And yeah. I think sometimes it get lost on us in particular because all of us, we grew up in the hood. You right. know, but there's these other small pockets. So I live in Connecticut now, fucking in the middle of nowhere, basically. And it's this random dude just out of the blue has this huge affinity and connection for hip hop that, you know, a white dude look nothing like us, have completely different experiences. So, you know, I just offer that to you, brother, just to say like, you know, as as troubling or as trying as it could be, like, yo, there are people just out there that just still have this dire love for the music and appreciate everything that your brothers did for hip hop. Yes, yeah. sir. That's, I, I appreciate the sincerity in that, man. I, I, I feel that, you know, and I, and I definitely, uh, attest to the fact that it's, it's, it's that conversation is not had because it's mm -hmm. it's such a uh, how you say a competition yeah to stay hot or to stay relevant in all these different manners of things and and then you know like as we get older of course it's easy to kind of like fall out of pocket and go man the dudes ain't appreciating this it's all you old school cats mm -hmm. like little Wayne is old school like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like imagine that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So what the what are you I'm like I'm a dinosaur in the hood. I'm like I'm on my Ray Kwan shit. I'm a fossil. I dare you replace it. Like my shit is well important, son. <laughs> but you gotta you gotta embrace that. If you don't embrace it in whole, like you know, we got a guy like Chuck D who just turned 60, I believe. Mm -hmm. Oh wow. Yeah. And um like Chuck D was was in his thirties when we was listening to him. It's like yeah. you got you got guys like Tupac and Biggie who ain't make it to be 25. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they like you know. And then you got guys like Malcolm and Martin who ain't make it to be 41, 42. Yeah. You know, they got, yeah. Right. So they super. Oh, then you got guys like uh, the chairman, the chairman, the chairman who ain't. Who he got? He got murdered at what 22, 23, something like that. Fred Hampton. Fred Hampton, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like Fred Hampton and Mark Clark, these guys is in their twenties. In their twenties, they are accomplishing some magnanimous feats. Right? They talking to the populace the same way rappers are. Rappers are talking to the populace. What are you talking about? Right? They talking about Taylor Swift got five albums that just sell billions and billions of dollars. All right, I don't think none of us got no Taylor Swift songs. None of us. Not one. Between the between the, how many of us? Four of us. Between the four of us, not one of us got a Taylor Swift song on our uh, on our iTunes. I don't. <laughs> but I tell you what, I tell you what, Jay. And it's no diss to her, but we, you know. Yeah. It's just not my not, not my thing. But yeah, I respect the craft. It just ain't for me. I, I tell you what, though, General still like big time pop artists like Adele, Taylor Swift, whomever. They listening to hip hop. When they that's listen a to fact. They listening to that. That's, that's why I wasn't mad. Like, I can't hate, like, no disrespect. I know Kanye got issues and all that, but he be on to something sometimes. He be on to something sometimes. He always managed to take that shit way too far. <laughs> but sometimes he be like, yo, hold up, chill. How you vote her? Like, he was on to something. He was, because yeah. you look at it, like the racism, the, the overt racism, like in this industry, they, they act like they ain't stealing. Mm -hmm. They stealing everything. Come yeah, on, yo, get out of here. Yo, yo, listen, on everything I love, man, we're not supposed to say nothing, right? Which is crazy. And then we then you got like Beyonce doing Black is King mm -hmm. on Disney. 
right? Which is cool, but at yeah. the same time, you got the Lion King where you got the people that's that that's the family of the people that's behind that is getting like dumped on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Your family like, yo, get out of here. So let's put somebody black there so we can calm these people down. Mm-hmm. So we don't add nothing more burnt up. So it's like all that. I'm not with the Manchurian candidate shit either way, bro. Mm-hmm. And right. what, what I am with is like, if, if 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 we put enough in, like before Prodigy, before Prodigy signed out, mm-hmm. like he was he was getting he was dropping a lot of gems. Oh, and if you go back to his his joints, mm-hmm. you will realize how much he was rhyming way more than half. Yeah, yeah. Like he was dropping gems, bro. Yeah. He was talking about alumni with my so like early, like yeah. And then and then right before he passed, right? Right before he made his passage, he was he had a show where he was dealing with um the different versions of you know conspiracy theories and he was trying to put something together with Sasha mm-hmm. and right. you know, you know, I don't you know, we can all get into our uh, uh, theorizing and conspiracies, but I, my thing is this: let's just create, let's flood the market, let's flood it, because these these people will love to pillage everything, everything that we create. They will love to. I don't. I want to say who, which people they are because the worst devil is the black devil. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So these people who are willing to pillage and who are willing to covet that which others create, they're gonna have a hard time on their hands when we keep giving them so much beautiful stuff yeah yeah you know what i mean you gotta burn down a lot of far you gotta burn down the world like you know what i'm just a devil <laughs> i can't hide no more <laughs> like, why, is, why is this shit burning in california oh uh, you know what i'm just a, you got me i'm a devil <laughs> you know what i'm saying like go oh, come on man and one thing i wanted to know you know you were very close to pete yeah brother's gone what has changed your life since he's been gone? I stopped. Uh, I think that you know, I, I in my mind, I have a uh, it's this, like another book of the Bible or the Quran, if you may. Like this brother I love, left. I love your mind. You're such a Sagittarius. <laughs> this brother him. left. He left jewels, and every now and again. They hit you and go, wow, I'll be like the scroll of Sean, over Sean. And he, he gave me personally in, uh, certain jewels, you know, like, yo, rap. You know, like, he know that I'm the type of person who would try to figure out the rhyme. Like, yo, I gotta come, like, oh, I gotta, I'm like, yo, just rap, bro. Right. Like, too much of that, you, so. I be certain certain times I be thinking about that and I swear to you, man, like when we was doing it all, I was channeling Sean Price. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about like what would you say from your heart? Like don't try to figure it out, bruh. Like what would you naturally want to say if you say you feel like you wanna say fuck them? Like me, I got like another 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 variable where I'm like I try not to use that much profanity. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? So that's what, made, that's what made the awe a great feel out. Feel that shit. Right. Give thanks. Feel all of that, son. And what I what I love the most about it is that it, it felt like, you know what? I'm at an age. I'm, cool. I'm probably the oldest dude in here, <laughs> to be honest. But I love it when I hear music mature. You can tell the quality of music by how it sounds, and even like, even like maybe what Sean was saying, your delivery, just rap. 
Just let that shit spit out, man. And it gave right. you all a quality project. But what I wanted to say about the all, but before the all, because y'all work with you my- your lighter, son. I was working with Pete Rock on Monumental. Uh, it was amazing, man. It was amazing. Um, Pete Rock is a phenomenal individual. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't know that Smith and Wesson arms stretched long, though. <laughs> every every other session would be like, "Yo, we got Raekwon coming." Like, word. <laughs> I'm like, "Yo, we got." We got a lot of coming. Word, he like yo, and then it just make him do more crazy shit. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. Yo, like you really? They coming? Yeah, they coming to the studio. We got Black Rock. Word, like these guys really pulled up. That was that was just awesome. You know what I mean? Hurricane G, she really showed up. Men Fleet, they really came. You know what I mean? That was nobody did their thing over the internet and none of that stuff. Right. So initially, you guys were with um, Nervous Records. Yeah. Then you transitioned to Priority, right? Yeah. What were, what are some of the lessons learned versus because even though Nervous, I guess in theory was a label, but you guys to me had the first original independent feel as a label. What were some of the lessons learned transitioning from a Nervous to a Priority Records? Oh man, that's great question I think it's a lot that goes there um Drew Howe was an intern at Nervous and uh Buckshot he and Buckshot uh, created like this great bond they was friends before we even met these guys um Buckshot Black Moon first manager was Chuck Chillout you know what I mean? So it's like these guys, the older guys were trying to bring the younger guys in. Right. And we we had our version. We just like these guys, right? The, these guys now, like, yo, we had our version. We thinking a little bit different than that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But we, we still, you know, we still listen to our pioneers. And we just studied the lessons, man. I don't think it was no um, no crazy formula. We just paid attention to what was right and what was wrong. We listened. I sat in, me and Tech sat in on a lot of meetings. Um, we listened a lot. We was quiet a lot. Flies on the wall. We was able to be in those those meetings. Even even when the um the first meeting with um priority. Nice. Uh, when they when they were making the shift, these guys included us. They didn't have to include us. Mm -hmm. We always been there from the gate. So I guess we kept that 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 foundation there. Until it got like way too serious. It's like, yo, all right, Drew, you know, we started to draw the lines a little bit more and everybody had to tend to certain responsibilities a little bit more. Yeah. But from the gates, man, we was we was we was just learning, man. We was like we was on our on our on our grunt work and we got some of the best lessons that you won't get you won't get them now like that. Right. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. You have to be there. So now, what was there? What was what was uh? Can you can you recall like what was the experience when you guys went on your first tour? The first tour was horrible. Really? <laughs> it was horrible, right? Where's Bun? The first tour we had a bus. We ain't know shit about nothing. We went to I don't know where we went to somewhere in like the Midwest, and it was like 
tornadoes and shit. Damn. We was in a we was in a hotel room on the first floor. We ain't never seen no tornadoes. We was about to run to the tornadoes. Like, yo, that shit was dope. Hold up, let's see. <laughs> That's before Instagram, so we wasn't recording nothing. We just wanted to get close and see. Stupid nigga shit. Right, right, right. But it's like, other, everybody else is running the other way. We running this way. Like, yo, you know what? Then we start thinking, like, yo, I want to go home. Right. I mean, at, at that time, I forget what year it was, and I forget what album it was. It might have been for the people. But, um, like, I, I was trying my hand at being a vegetarian. Mm. That sucked. That's tough. It's that's tough, man. Oh, that's gotta be a yeah, I'm like, yo, nobody gave a fuck about that. Nobody did. <laughs> <laughs> I had no empathy whatsoever. It was a I different time, right? It was a different time. <laughs> McDonald's, McDonald's. I went to a McDonald's and they had a vegetarian burger that was a burger with 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 lettuce and a tomato on it. <laughs> I was like, yo, I want to go home, man. A salad <laughs> burger. Fuck this tour. <laughs> they, you know what I mean? They couldn't think of nothing else but to just put like, just put like a lettuce and a tomato on it. Really, not even a pickle, like nothing. A, a like, salad oh, burger, man. Yeah. So what? You know, what's another interesting thing: the fact that you guys, so you got hit with the cease and desist from Smith and Wesson, the, the gun manufacturers, yeah. and made, they made you change it. Well, they didn't make you, but you guys changed your name to the Cobra Brother. Yeah. How'd you end up getting the rights to change your name back to Smith and Wesson? Um, and I like the Cobra Brothers. That's I just, like it yeah. too. Cobra Brothers, yeah, that was that was a good moniker. Well, we was we was informed by some good counsel that they never had a a, a, a right to even come at us. Mm. Like the thing about where we was at, we just started. You know. Nine five nine six, we getting we getting seasoned desist and shit. Like we don't got power to fight that. Like that, that would have stripped us. It probably gave us great press, but um, you know, it could have beat us down financially more than what we was at the point. So we just had to bow down gracefully to a to a high power. Um, but we have always been informed since then that you know when you when it's when you're dealing with these marketing laws, they tricky and it's a lot of things that you are able to do. And you can do so. We just revisited it, and you know, we just uh, with the with the with the help of our council, um, we just kept pushing. You know, so yeah. we're using that shit. Like that's 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 don't got nothing to do. And if it come up again, then we're gonna have to see what we're gonna have to do. Yeah. But I think you know, I think that we already understand that this is a different time. And, yeah, you know, I mean, it's just, you built the brand, right? I, I, Coco yeah. Brothers was a dope moniker, but you built the brand. Like everybody knew Smith and Wesson. Right, right, right. I saw on your IG also that you're um you're into gardening, and Rob Rob has a green thumb also. Rob guy, I go to Rob Crib right in the front. He got his whole garden growing and all yeah, this shit. Uh... I haven't got there yet, but I'm trying to get there. How how'd you get into gardening? I'm from Brownsville, man. You know what I'm saying? Like we always playing the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? We playing the dirt, man. We we learn how to grow beans when we in kindergarten. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's the same process you use when you popping them uh marijuana seeds. That's right, bro. You no, know? right. Same process. It's just same it's just, it's just remembering uh remembering what the earth does, what the earth provides for you. Um I've, I've lived in I lived in uh, Jamaica Queens for for a little bit, 
when I from like nine seven to probably like two thousand and eleven, something like that. Um, and like I enjoyed being out there having a the backyard, a front yard. Um, I used to take uh, seeds. That's when that's when watermelon had seeds in it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, get, I, I get mine from down south now, man. You know what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? Like you, uh, that's what I'm talking about. All right, so you know, all right, so you can get, you can get, yo, listen, man, you can have, you can, you can, you can get it popping. Like anybody right. that want to have like a plant based diet, you can grow a lot of your greens in your yard. Greens, it's not hard to grow. Um, some fruits is hard to grow. You gotta figure out the right temperature. Potatoes as well, easy squash stuff like that. Your herbs, all that's a go. Um, beans, easy. But just getting to know, getting to know how to how to how to toil the land. Like this is where we come from. This is where our ancestors come from. Like yeah. some of us carpenters, some of us farmers, some of us fishers. You know, some of us hunters. So I mean, while we had while we have access to this land, like I'm like man, I want to use every the ounce of it. Every ounce of it, God. Rob is smiling. Go ahead, Rob. Tell him, tell him what you got in your my, garden. My 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 wife is a chef, so our idea is to eat farm to table fresh. So everything she that. should come straight from the farm. So she's heavy on tomatoes. She's heavy on peppers. I got cayenne peppers in there. I got green peppers in there. I got basil. I got cucumbers. I got onions. I have ginger. Ginger Ooh. spurred on because of what we're going through now. Yeah. Listen, man, and we're about to buy property where at least I have a quarter acre where I can have all the fucking things. I want. I'm going to have a pepper section, a tomato section, an onion section. Yeah. And that's the way yeah. it's going to be, man. Yeah. Now, I'm with you on it. See, like, I, shit like that make me smile, man, because when I go, like, in my neighborhood where I'm at right now, like, ginger costs $1,000. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? $1,000 a pound. You're like, damn, I can't buy no ginger, yo. I can't get it. <laughs> <laughs> you get about you get about maybe four or five pots, and the thing is, you can buy ginger and mm -hmm. keep and just break a piece off and put it right back in the dirt and start it all over. You know, what don't I'm matter what what side it's from. Just it don't matter what side, as long as there's a side. I call it the nipple side because it has a little the, the little where the tail uh -huh. comes from. Put that under about two inches of dirt. In 60 days, you got a big ass piece of ginger. You get to take off. You know, I'm, you know, I'm trying that tomorrow. I promise you that. I want to. I want to. Matter of fact, you know what? This is our show. I can bring you outside, man. Okay. Do that. Yeah, yeah. Because we're talking about it. Yo, I'm definitely trying. I try to grow a pineapple. Really? Pineapple. I, I want to get water. Because yeah. when you put it in the water, mm -hmm. you can see the the roots are drop. It takes a minute. You gotta dry it out, and mm -hmm. then oh man, that's gorgeous. What's that? Yeah. My those are my cucumbers there. Down here, my peppers. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Rob <I'm> getting busy. <laughs> yeah. This is my ginger right here. That's what ginger plant look like, yo. Yeah. Nice oh. Those are my red onions right there, and I have. Purple basil and regular. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know yo, this is this is all in the front of my crib. Wait till I get some yard, yo. <laughs> <laughs> yo, forget about it. <laughs> yeah, yo, I got a Rob crib. I look, I like, damn, this still got everything popping up. Yo, and that was one of the reasons. One of the reasons I wanted to ask you, you know, because 
Sean Price is not with us. And I think, you know, his demise had to do a lot with health. And I'm I'm a I'm dealing with um kidney disease. Mm. You froze up. All these different things I had to learn. And I just said, you know what, I need to take I need to take some of this into my own hands and start doing it for myself. And that's why, you know, growing up in the Bronx, just like you, my uncle was in 5%, and I had cousins in the nation, son. So I've read the 120, I've read the Supreme Wisdom, and I kept, I was like, yo, I'm a black man, yo. I'm an original man. And that, that just took on to me. So now I just read, and I read, and I, and I started yeah. studying things, man. How, well, how, how does that affect you? Like I said, that's that back to the question about he not being here and not changing your life. How has that affected you health-wise? I, I, one thing I've, um, one I think you gotta remember one of the important things, this, and I learned this from my relationship with Christ as well. Like mental health is uh, something that we, a lot of times overlook. Um, I've, I, it was a, I had a, I had my own, we all hit our spirals. You know what I mean? I had a time when I was super down and probably all the boot camp guys, they probably knew it, but they couldn't say nothing. The only one that could say something to me was P. You know what I'm saying? Like one time P saw me, I had like, I had like, uh, I had like a Bob Marley reggae hat on, white, yellow, green, with a matching scarf knit, sitting by the bar. <laughs> he was like, yo, what the fuck are you doing, guy? <laughs> I'm like, just, like, when he said that, I'm like, yo, it just broke, like, all kind of shit down. Because he know, he, he's like, he like, yo, you are wild. Like, I'm just picturing his voice, him saying that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. Yo, he, but he just sit next to you like this. Yo, what the fuck is you doing, bro? <laughs> it's not like yo, what the fuck you do? Like yo, what's up, guy? And I look at myself with the scarf on, with the hat on, looking like Ziggy Marley and shit. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is I'm doing? Like, like yo, God, you know. And and we had a couple other conversations, man, about real stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think about that, like you know, I, I drink a lot of Hennessy. I still have like that's one of my main vices that I, that I deal with. Like, I, I would I would go as far as saying like I'm addicted to uh, Kanye. I'm an alcoholic. Hi, my name is General Still. I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> What's real is that it's a part of like it goes to to, to you know to the mentality sometimes. You know, a lot of a lot of us take a beating in this game yes, sir. and I, I should be shipwrecked sometimes man and we find these vices sometimes our vices be alcohol sometimes our vices be antidepressants mm -hmm. sometimes it goes you know way past that mm -hmm. um and i think that what i learned from an individual like sean is like you know like any any like it goes back to the uh the ogs that we learned the lessons from out of these guys was on her yeah Sure. You know, a lot of them was on heroin. A lot of them had jaundice in their eyeballs, and it's like, man, these guys got knowledge itself, but not enough knowledge itself to avoid these vices. Yeah. 
know, I think that um, not to rate any man or woman, I think that if you were able to leave something of greatness, you know, you're gonna walk through your own love hella right. You're gonna walk through your own fire. Um, and I don't think that any man or woman can stand here and I cast a stone and go, yo, I'm wild pure. It's like, yo, Bruce Lee died in the middle of his sleep. Like, you still can't figure that one out. Like, that's crazy. Like, yo, he was wild, healthy. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, what happened? Like, oh, well, brain this or the brain that. No scientist, no doctor, no nobody can say, all right, he he died a natural cause. That's all you get. You know what I'm saying? But your natural causes um, also go to your what you put into to why you breathe. Yeah, we had um, we interviewed Mike Hands last yeah. um last week, and we were talking about we were talking about health, and we were talking about eating healthy. Right. And one of the things I was saying to him is I think that part of the reason why people don't eat as healthy as they could in the hood is one I think is economical, the other is education. And he was saying, he made a good point. He was like, well, it doesn't really cost that much to eat healthy. But I think sometimes it's a misconception that people think it costs a lot more to eat healthy because people think about whole foods and whole foods could get, it could get costly, um, things like that. But I would ask you, like, what, what, why do you think, you know, growing up in the hood, we have a tendency to have a diet where we may not necessarily eat as healthy as other people? I think we, we live on the run, man. You know, we all like Noriega, man. We just like eating on the run, on the run eating. You know what I'm saying? Like, we like it fast. Like we quick, like right? it quick. You know, the first time we seen McDonald's or Express, we were like, yo, we couldn't wait to order some some French fries. Right. You know. Meanwhile, like I grew up eating a, a home cooked meal, and my and the pro, I grew up in the projects. I grew up. My moms and pops wasn't with none of that fat. Fast food was like a a treat. <laughs> yeah. Once the blue moon, we talked about that before. Where growing up, you know what? You, if your your parents got you some McDonald's, it was like it wasn't a, a one off. It wasn't every day. That was the lottery. Yeah. The lottery. I was the lottery. If you, if you was able to have a McDonald's birthday, you had your man in the hood, right? McDonald's, and you could do that. Like yo, you had a birthday <laughs> burger and stuff. Like yeah, a, a sun. They gave you a Sunday with a. <laughs> I think like that was great but we got used to that and I think that right. that's another part of where we live that's why it's called the wilderness of North America because now it's about corporations that can eat off the, the baby this is what Tupac was talking about the hate you gave little infants fucks everyone yeah. like that's that's real because now it's like yo we don't care about these guys like you talking about uh, food programs that the Panthers had you know, even the, um, the, the, our Latino brothers had, our, our, um, some of our Asian brothers and also some of our Indian brothers and sisters had, They it was about feeding the community mm-hmm. until free lunch became this thing that we go, ah, I ain't doing that, that's poor. Yeah. Meanwhile, right. we poor, like we all poor, We're like, all right, get out of here, you're more poor than, like, <laughs> but we started doing, uh, I guess, like um, self-racism. Like we, now we're going, or not even racism, we're just class clashing, mm-hmm. you know, which which is what we have now, which is when you look at hip hop now, it's like everybody, like who got the most? Yeah. Uh, and sometimes you can identify with this person with more, but then if they ain't doing nothing but throwing money in the parking lot, like what they really do. Mm-hmm. Right. I, seen a, I seen a clip where Boozy was talking about buying a city. Wow. Like he was talking about buying something and having his own police and having his own food and having his own everything and da da da. da. Like that that conversation 
that conversation is dope. But if you ain't having that conversation, if you just start having that conversation in 2020, then you got a lot of talking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you, that can't just be like, yo, you know what? This this the pandemic got everything messed up, fam. Trump is tripping. We need to just get a city and have our own shit. <laughs> like, like, you know what? It's like, like all this shit just happened like as a result of the, the pandemic. You know, even if you think about the the stuff with now, um, with like Black Lives Matter. Like now, all these corporations are uh, trying to attach themselves to Black Lives Matter. Like all of a sudden, they just found out, oh shit, racism exists now, and it hasn't right. existed forever. Right, right. And you and you're talking about this is the first time you've seen a man killed on camera. This is not the first time you've seen a man killed on camera. This yeah. is not. So it's like this time, give thanks, and 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 I and I say that in the most dire regards because somebody died. For us to go, yo, okay, this shit you know what I mean. Really but then it's like seven other people die, like in that in the same realm. Maybe like two die like two weeks ago. This one died like last year around this time. I mean, nobody said nothing about that. This guy, this kid, still has nothing. You know, I mean, we still talk about the, 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 the these, these these cowards that killed Breonna Taylor. Yeah, you know, it's like all right. When we start getting into the trends of of following and 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 like being on these bandwagons, it's easy to get kind of like whirlwinded. Yeah, and straight. Caught up in it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. One of the one of the things that I personally struggle with, and you know, as it's hard for me, is when I see people, um, you know, you try to use what they perceive, and I say this with quotation marks, black on black crime, because I'm a firm believer that crime is about proximity and opportunity. If, you if you're a white person, you live around all white people, the crimes you commit, you're gonna commit against white people. If you're Asian and you're around a bunch of Asian people, you know, and you, you live around Asian people, you commit crimes, it's gonna be around Asian people. But people have used the fact that in, in the hood, we have violence as a way to sort of diminish the whole Black Lives Matter movement. And and for some reason, it's a struggle for people to make the separation that, you know, what we have going on in the hood should not devalue what other people are doing to us. So I'm just wondering, like, from your perspective, like, how do we help people understand that those are two different ills that we have going on as Black people? I, I mean, I think the one of the ways to make or try to, to 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 create a different narrative is to do things like this mm -hmm. you know let's have more black people have more intelligent conversations let's fill let's fill the timeline with people that are saying something of of of, of, of substance mm -hmm. as opposed to going yo you know what I ain't got nothing to do with me I ain't gonna say nothing and then having all these idiots just go blah 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 mm -hmm. you know like that's why I say yo Kanye I love what he his attempt to do because Jay-Z ain't gonna do that. Mm -hmm. I don't know what other rap guy, black, aside from Mike Render, you know, that's gonna step up and go, yo, black people, we need to do, we need to have a black church. We need to have a black business. We need the Bloods and Crips to make a soda. Like these things may seem like it's crazy, but what if the narrative was like, yo, let's give these people who are uh, statistically the poorest, the most deprived, mm -hmm. um, the most uh, disassociated with life, let's give them opportunities that they never really had. Mm 
-hmm. Like I get the chance to go to Europe or Amsterdam. Like when I come back home, it's like 25, 30, 40 of my friends who had never done that before, who what? never probably will. Doing that or 20 or 30 Muslims never left the block. Right? Let alone get on a, a <laughs> plane with yeah. a plane. Yo, son, word. <laughs> you was on a plane, son? Word? Nah, son. I ain't with it. <laughs> like, yo, you could meanwhile, you can get on a plane for 30 minutes and go to DC, or you can get on a plane for two hours and go to Miami and be out there like, oh, this is hot. You on the beach. Yeah. Right? Like like going to the Bronx, like going from the Brooklyn to Bronx and take you an hour and a half. You get on that traffic. You're on a plane for two hours. You in Miami, like, oh, I didn't know. Oh. Right, exactly. Yo, love, it's like, funny that you say that because I lived <laughs> in Baltimore for 17 years. And I, oh, you know, man. From where it comes from, Dyer Avenue to get to Coney Island is two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> Drive to Maryland? <laughs> Yo. Yeah. It's like literally two and a half hours from Dyer yeah. Avenue to Coney Island, my nigga. That's real. That's real. Straight train. And you don't want to get in your car and come to Baltimore. All right. Nah. <laughs> That's yeah, how I, I, people, people that live in New York, they don't want to leave yeah. New York. It shouldn't even be a train ride that long in the city. Like, <laughs> that's crazy. But that's real. That's it's real, man. That's it's real. And people will take that ride, too. It's like, yo. Every day, just to go to Coney Island, just to go to the amusement park, just go to the mm -hmm. beach or get a Nathan's Frank. Word up. Be out there. Word up. It's real, dude. I think how so, important, so. and I, I know the answer to this, but I just want to hear you say it. How important is having knowledge of self in, this today, in today's climate? Oh, man, it's the, it's everything, man. It's everything. It's everything, man. You gotta, you gotta, I mean, when you walking through this wilderness, man, you gotta know, you know, you gotta know where you came from. You know, you gotta have you gotta have some respect for the pioneers that you can get lessons from. Um, and then you gotta have a little bit of open mind and go, yo, I'm willing to add on to this story. Right. You know? yeah. There was a day, there was a, a time though when OGs could sit us down and have a conversation. Now OGs sit a young dude down and have a conversation. He hating. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it's. You know, we got to change that narrative too. We we seventies babies. The seventies babies, we don't think like that. It's nah, we nineties babies. They talk like that. So. We have we have a lot of those variations, man. But we can change that narrative, though. I mean, I like I one thing I do when I I, I um sometimes I get on my bike and I just ride through the hood. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I ride through Best Eye, I ride through Brownsville. And you gotta know, you gotta respect dudes' climates. It's like anything in the wilderness, man. You can't just pull up on a bear and be like, hey, I'm gonna tickle you. <laughs> right, right. You gotta go, all right, you gotta, you gotta, you know, you can't just pull up on the Wolverine, like, yo, like, what the fuck? What the fuck about to eat this motherfucker? You know what I mean? So you 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 know, you address you dress with respect, you know? Like we was doing something the other day. Good that you bring up Mike Hands, because we had, you know, he he does something with the food network. Yeah. And um we was giving out uh, mask and food and water to good to guys by the peas. And um a lot of the young brothers, they was like, nah, we good. We good on that. But these guys is out there selling drugs. Yeah. But they don't want no free food. They ain't taking no handouts. Vegetables and no hand. Right. We don't need no bread. We ain't we ain't making no peanut butter jelly sandwich. We only they ain't even want the mask. Damn. Then it was other brothers that was like, yo, thank you, fam. Yo, word, that's what's up. I like what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you can't go like, all right, automatically, you're going to think that these black brothers and sisters should just take it. 
but they for for years they've been given shit that they can't trust mm -hmm. right you know so they still they've chosen to go you know what we're gonna live in the wilderness how we live so you got to respect that i don't even i don't even fault them for that version but at some point we change the narrative when we make them trust the other animals in the wilderness mm -hmm. but we out here we gotta that guy have knowledge itself wow. to know wow. that how you can survive in the wilderness of north america because yeah. other than that we just gonna be beasting at each other man mm -hmm. i mean we're gonna tear everything up and then we're gonna have all these gatekeepers going yes let me just take their dna and create some others you know what i mean like yeah. they can't always win all the time and that's exactly what's going on now where you see everything that's going on in the in the world yeah. Zane, i know you want to say something i cut you off sorry about that yeah, General Steele, um, what do you think about today's rap climate? Do you see that there's some artists that are uh, trying to bring that 90s feel back? Like you got Joey Badass, um, you have uh, Jay Electronica. He came out with an album featuring Jay-Z. Jay-Z was on a heavy. Um, what do you which think is, about- which is, weird, which is weird to me, but go ahead. Yeah. Right, 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 I thought so too. <laughs> I kind of felt that, um, I was telling people this like last year and the year prior, I felt that whatever Jay Electronica's recording process is, it kind of like stagnated him because a lot of the Kendrick Lamar fans would have been Jay Electronica fans to me. I see that. You know what I'm saying? If, 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 if Jay Electronica would have stayed consistent, I mean, I consider him an MC, uh, uh, MC but if he would have stayed consistent just as much as Kendrick, Jay Electronica would have been on that other plateau and he would have kept it more, I guess, kind of like how, you know, the, you know, the music that we like as far as, you know, speaking uh, consciousness and mathematics and stuff like that. What do you what, what do you think about today's artists that are trying to dip and dab in that and then the ones that are just full fledged just doing like, you know, trap music? I think um, to each his own, man, honestly. Mm. Um, I think we have done so much with hip hop and uh, organically that we have opened up a portal for anything to occur. Yeah. Um, I salute Kendrick, uh, the whole top dog family, cause all them cats was getting busy over there. Like oh, yeah. what I love about Kendrick is that he give it up to his big homies. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, all them guys, Q, um, uh, the Bloods, oh, the Crip nigga, all them niggas was over there getting busy over there, man. Yeah. Um, it's just like when you look at Griselda, you know, right. our Buffalo homies, they up, they up, they up, they up north. They done yeah. switched the whole climate. Oh, they up here in the cold. Right, right. Really got busy. Now. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, like these guys, it's not, they relentless and they letting us know that there, there is no whole spot. So you're gonna have this hardcore version, and you're gonna have this eclectic version, you're gonna have this bohemian version, and you're gonna have this mixture of, you know, uh, African music and all of that. I be talking to guys from like overseas, and um, like there's always like France, like this stuff going on in, in Canada, and stuff going on in the UK. Right. And I, you know, for me, I'm from Brownsville, man. And, like it always blows my mind when I when I'm introduced to this to this other variable. Like you don't, you just think like it, it started in the Bronx. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Like we could say, we can argue about the Bronx, but we can argue about that all day long, but okay, let's just say it started in the Bronx, right? 
and it went to Japan, it went to Africa, it went to Australia, it went to the Netherlands. Like, I'm talking about graffiti. Yeah. I'm talking about breakdance. I'm talking about dudes that didn't know how to do this, but now they like, they killing it. Because some broke black and Latino people in this neighborhood said, yo, fuck that. We're gonna make some fly shit with what we got right now. And that shit went bow. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we're gonna have like the good, bad, and the ugly. I think that we have to have an open mind and have an open forum because some of it represents places that we've never traveled to. So right. like instead of us going, ah, get that out of there, that's not the authentic, that's not how we do it. Yo, Rolo, let's go there and see what's going on over there. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the beauty of Hip hop has evolved so much that there, there are some. There, to me, like if I look at the hip hop now, and like there are some things that I think that's good music. There are some things that's not for me. But I realize like there's a lane for everybody with um with hip hop. Let me ask you this: speaking of speaking of um the lane, have you seen what's going on with Tamika Mallory and the um, producer guy J W Lucas? No, nah, I'm not familiar with that. So um <clears throat> apparently J W Lucas is a producer. A white gentleman that makes tracks that he must have made a statement that he felt that Breonna Taylor, her killing was almost justified based on the people that she associated with it, associated with. So he said something along the lines of, well, she had mysterious packages coming to her house and she associated with drug dealers. And when you're around those kind of people, he knew that. this is the kind of energy that you get. So Tamika Mallory ended up going on live, I guess, having a conversation with him, and they got into this huge back and forth exchange as a result of it. And then she, now she called for his cancellation, and she's asking artists to um, to not record with him and everything. And it seems like this guy continues to keep doubling down. He went as far as making a statement that as a white man, he could do more for the Black Lives Matter movement than she could. <laughs> well, well, well. Well, you know, a white man is. His name is John Soros. <laughs> but the, the average. That's a whole like, other story right there, bro. John Soros is a whole other chapter right there, bro. To double, yeah. to double down on that. And this, this yeah. is what this is what I mean. You know, kind of the tie the two in about the evolution of hip hop because maybe thirty years ago, I don't know if there was a place in hip hop for him, but somehow this this guy has found a way to get a seat at the table that makes him believe that he's more empowered to talk about black people issues than black people. I signed a contract with Nervous Records in 1994, three, four, something like that. Mm-hmm. That was ran by white folk. Mm-hmm. And they didn't know they was gonna get what they was gonna get. Right. They had no idea that Tekken still was gonna talk that stuff that they was talking, they ain't know, they ain't know. And they ain't know that we wasn't with that old school version of how you raw black folks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we have changed the narrative in that regards, but at the same time, they got so many steps ahead of us that they can go, yo, well, the paper says this. Mm. You know what I mean? So if you playing by the paper game, maybe in that regards, these mofos have inherited uh, the cheat code. Right. But one thing they don't have is the creative bug that black folk have. Mm-hmm. 
So they're going to always have to rob a, you always got to rob a nigga. You got to appropriate. Like you're not going to be able to make your fucking, you're not going to be able to really white your way through life and make some, like all of these white folk that's famous had somebody of color that influenced them. That's a fact. But they will never admit it. They will never admit it because it can't, it, 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 it's something in their white bones that's going, yo, I did this, Privilege. right? And they right, they have every right to, to, to embrace the way that they came to greatness, which is why we have every right to embrace the way we came to greatness. Like we've been, we've been stepped on, kicked, beat, whipped, stomped, flogged, killed, everything hung up and we still keep making fly stuff. Mm -hmm. We still keep creating stuff that's useful. Like the other day I was watching something about uh, designing. They were talking about Dapper Dan and they were talking about um, uh, um, um, uh, Walker Wear. And I forget the young lady, oh man. Uh, one of the ones that was famous for designing, like Mary J. Blige, one of the young ladies, I forget, uh, that was married, that, oh. that was messing with Puffy. Oh, Misa Hilton Brim. Huh? Misa Hilton Brim? Misa, exactly. Hell, so yeah. It's like, yo, yo, when you, when you realize how great you are, then you will realize how great your enemies will be. Right. And you won't feel that bad. You're gonna be like, yo, somebody gonna come. Right. You know what I'm saying? But it ain't like you selling crack on the stoop. That ain't it. You know what I mean? You won't get your head blown off like, you know, uh, Rich and Poe. It won't be that type of version. Yeah. But if you're doing something of substance for your people and you die for that, then shit, you did the best living that you can do. Yeah. Right. It was fine. Right. If you a motherfucker that's just running around and you just don't got no cares or wears about nothing and you just, like, you just outside and you just sitting on a, on a, on a, on a, on a stoop and somebody's come blow your brains out, like, you gotta be mad. You ain't do nothing. <laughs> you ain't did nothing with your life. Yeah, White yeah. people don't care about that. White people yeah. are going, yo, I'm leaving this to my nephew. They don't got kids yet. Mm -hmm. yeah. They right. going, yo, I got, they got plans. Uh, Brother Ben X said something like that. Dudes will run to get a charger when their phone is dying, but won't run to do something when their plans are dying. Something like that he said on. Brother Ben X be trying to go on the IG. To <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You know his dogs, man. <laughs> you know, but we all gonna take a hit, man. Like when you stand up to say something, man, people gonna say something. They gonna have a little slick stuff to say. Like I took a lot of hits from posting up Black Lives Matter uh, artwork, and you know, people like, yo, man, that's they frauds. I'm like, yo, you act like I'm going to the meetings. I don't pledge allegiance to the flag and all of that. Like, I, I, I think Black Lives Matter. Yeah. That's it. I don't all the hashtag stuff. I just think black people. I've been getting the shorter than the stick since we stepped on this continent. Yeah. And um, we built this continent. We right. built it up to the great nation that it is. So when Trump says, make America great again, he should be talking about giving black people more jobs yeah. and more positions, yeah. you know? So when we lose I'm a person like- I'm glad that you brought that up. Nah, go ahead, finish. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was, gonna, I was, gonna, I was just gonna salute, salute, salute our brother, uh, uh, John Lewis. That's it. Yeah. What about Pete John Lewis? Uh, I'm glad that you brought that up, General Steele, because uh, I was looking at something online, it was like uh, maybe two weeks ago, mm. and they had Bob Johnson, the ex-owner uh, uh, of BET, he was he was saying that he's for reparations, and he, he named, I forgot how many trillions it was, but he was like, hey, it's time for us to get reparations. What do you think about that? 
I think uh, that'll never happen. Um, I think we did that before. You know, it's hard. It's hard for a dude. Some dudes still waiting for their stimulus. Yeah. <laughs> so as far as reparations, it's like you know what? There's a lot of land. It's a lot of it's a lot of land grabbing that's going on right now. I see it in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. um, they, uh, I see it in Queens, where where a lot of these hungry uh, land grabbing white folk are coming in and they're trying to get a lot of our elders out of their homes. Like elders that have been living in these homes for years, for, for, for decades. They're coming in and going, yo, we just need this land. And this land is not for nobody specific. It's just so you can be out of there. Right. And unless there are some black advocates um, that can come in and go, yo, we're going to protect our elders and we're going to maybe help the young homeowners get into some of these places some of these dilapidated buildings they want to start businesses and it's all these different programs that 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 these politicians be knowing about mm -hmm. but they're not privy to people that like us until we until we knock on so many doors and so many windows and better to attack and it got to be like super super duper serious um, so we can secure these places where we can have these, where we can have these things within our cities that we live in, where we can plant uh, food or we can open up businesses that we like to eat at, where we don't got to go to a Whole Foods or a Key Food or a Stop and Shop or a Shoprite. Right. Or RCBC, whatever that is, you I'm know. The, I'm the Browder Farms, and I got peppers, I got tomatoes, I got. You know what I'm saying, so, like I would go there. That's a fact. <laughs> every now and again, every now and again, we get the people that come in from up north, and they'll bring down the, their little, you know, the the the, the farmers will come yeah. and they'll bring their right. eggs and they'll bring the cheeses and the honeys and all of that stuff, and it's like you know. They you they get they they get they butts bust so much that they gotta charge us right premium you know, certain type of figures. So yeah. for the average person, it's like nah, I'll just buy this cheap ass honey, or I buy these cheap ass eggs or like. But you getting you getting you getting the raw deal because if you yeah, know, for, yeah, yeah, you know you know. Like, well, let's this um, you know, if we're in talking about reparations, you know, and the mention of land, like whenever the conversation of reparations comes up, I always tell people. That to me, reparations, a lot of people think in form of a check. Like, oh, you know, cut, cut me a check. But the truth of the matter is like the value, like you were saying, is in the land, right? So if they came and told everybody, oh, we give you $50,000, there are some people that would take $50,000 over and there. Go. And go right to and go right to Atlantic City. Or whatever it is, but you know, when we start talking about like reparations and stuff like that, that's the stuff that I, I want to hear them, you know, lay out. Like, all right, you giving out some land, you giving out free education to people, you giving out um small businesses. Us, like, what are you giving to us that's going to give us an opportunity to actually create generational wealth? Because fifty thousand dollars is not going to create generational wealth. No, 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 no. It's going to create generational debt. Exactly. What I, what I in, in that vein to add on, partly cut your wisdom. Mm -hmm. Like they have, I think it's Steinway Studios in Brooklyn, and you got all these, you know, these Jewish guys, uh, Italian guys, they run in that area. 
But then in Brooklyn, you have so many different African-American, Latino filmmakers. Like we are the guys who are providing the content. You probably won't really hear their name unless they're in like the Sundance Film Festival or something like that. They gotta win like some type of crazy award. Um, but there's money. That's that 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 we just need more advocates. I feel like I am turning into my parents when I'm like, yo, all the kids that's going to school, you gotta become a lawyer, a doctor, <laughs> yeah. <An> engineer. <laughs> like, Engineer, like it, all that makes sense. If they would have explained it to us instead of just saying it, like, "Yo, you be a doctor," like, get out of here, I'm going to school for all them years. What? Yeah. Like, okay, you be a doctor, you gonna make mad money. Oh, you should have said that, yo. Yo, be a lawyer, I can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so you could be in a, uh, you could be a, 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 a person who does what do you call it, an accountant. Lord of mercy. Right, my wife. <laughs> yeah, see what I'm saying. Long you, know what I'm saying? you got to mingle around individuals that are useful to the movement. The movement is your survival, right? If you don't survive, you can't help nothing. Okay, if you can't plant food, you can't, a person that comes to you that's hungry, you can go, yo, here's some, a batch of kale, here's some beans, here's some dill, yo, go make you a nice little salad, eat that food. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you can now be productive within your your own personal Space. existence. That's right. Like so, you don't have to be this rich guy because these guys got mad money. They got marble and gold and stuff. There's no plants around them. None. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, they got artificial leaves and stuff like that. Like you would not be able to. You would not enjoy your life if that's how you was living. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Or it'll be cool for like a weekend. Then you'd be like, Yo, what we doing, fam? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. funny. Before you, around, yo. before you came on, though, we was we were talking about we were having a um, conversation about you know we had a conversation about a number number of things, but we were talking about like happiness and how happiness. And I was saying to people like you know a lot of people think that happiness is an external concept, but happiness is really an internal concept. And I always tell people that you know you think about there's something that you've always wanted in life, whether it be the car, the clothing item, the jewelry, the house, or whatever it is, you get it. And just like you said, some time go by and you be like, all right, so what's what's next? Yeah. But yeah, that yeah. internal I, happiness is what keeps you, you know, keep you motivated. Like that the person who is internally happy is the person that they don't have all the what's viewed as like the illustri- the illustrious trappings, but they just have inner peace and they feel like they've self-actualized based on whatever their potential is. Mm-hmm. I think just to add on, I think that's one of the things that kept who can't click uh strong. You know, when we first came out because we didn't have the connection with the producers. Like we had access to Beat Miners, which is of course the you know, classic legendary cats in their own right. But we we didn't have what Nas had. You know, a lot of these other guys had these 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 all these name brands. We didn't have access to doing features. So we was kind of forced in that sense to uh to get to know each other strengthen our bond and appreciate what we had so it to a lot of people it probably seemed like we were like man f, f these guys we ain't messing with these we ain't we're doing that but we didn't have the money we didn't have the budget to, to 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 get a feature like the only reason we got dudes like havoc and, and prodigy is because they was coming up around the same time and buckshot they was like all the same height. So it was like, 
Yo, we, we all short, yo. Let's just rest. <laughs> uh, just, just hold it down for each other. <laughs> Word. So, I mean, Queens or Brooklyn, we never looked at it like that because all the Brooklyn cats was in Queens anyway. Queens guys was in Brooklyn. We was in Bronx. We was all mingling. Yeah. Uh, some in some form of fashion, and we lived off the land, like as, as Sean Price said, we lived off the land like Johnny Rambo, mm -hmm. and we was able to appreciate the little bit that we had to make it something, you know, something substantial. So, yeah. but then we, I know, you know, at some point we got to know how to how to keep that there, you know, and not lose sight of that because then we start comparing. Because we, we, we are in the same realm and we're in the same conversation as all these other people that got so much more. You know, they have access to these other different things. And this is when a lot of things start to come into the play. Um, a lot of the guys start to notice that there's a lot of money to be made here. Then you have clothing brands that come into play and you got uh, guys that just fell on money and they're willing to, you know, they like these guys and drugs and alcohol and sex and all this other kind of crazy stuff. So, yeah, I mean, which what, what you guys had you built organically, you know, and I'm right. very, in, very independently, man. Yeah. And I'm sure off. I'm sure, you you know, you, you started out where there was a mission, um, you know, in place for duck down and boot camp. But I think like with anything over time, you know, when you build something organically, there's gonna be mission creeping, you know, people are gonna look around. You're gonna look around at your competitors or your contemporaries and be like, well, what do they have going on? You know, right. what do you have going on? And there's always gonna be a compare and contrast. But I think that, you know, when you start looking at like organizations and companies and stuff like that, there are organizations that have gotten so big that they put themselves out of business. And then there are other entities that they were really good at doing something. And they said, you know what, it's great that other people are doing these other things, but we're really good at this, and this is what we're right, gonna do. Right, 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 right. I think I think that's where we at now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I think we're able give thanks for that because we're able to still come back around mm -hmm. and then have this conversation. Like, all right, so we can still sit here and be like these young old school guys who can put music out that's relevant, or we can uh, we can participate in different things within our community. Whereas other people are just ousted. Uh, yeah. They're done. They're snitches for life. They're rigged and everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you can still kind of walk through the neighborhood and, you know, talk to the older cats and talk to the younger cats. Like, I love that. I yeah. love that about the position that we are attacking myself in right yeah. now. So you still want to drop the ball. You know what I mean? You got to be conscious. You have to have, have conscious knowledge and, and you know, not that, um, that overconfident, conceited version of like, yo, respect me, son. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And you always want to build and see how we can expand on what we have. It's yeah. beautiful, man. Yeah. You know? Rob, sorry about it. I know you was going to say something. Sorry. Nah, because hearing all of us going on and knowing the climate that we're in, you know, it's an entrepreneur climate. It's a self, self-preservation type of climate. And I know the God appreciate this because my uncle will always share with me the first degree of the one to 10, who is the original man. Mm. Original man is the Asiatic black man, the maker, the owner. Let's stop right there. <laughs> the maker, the owner. Everything we make, we own. And that's where we. That's that's the foundation we need to start. In. And it's funny that that's the first degree. Am I correct? That's that's, that's correct. That's peace. Yep. You understand? And and it ends off the father civilization, God of the universe. Yep. So with that being said, I I I always employ and I tell the brush, I tell Shadon every time we on here. 
anytime we have a, a show like this, it's going to be about knowledge, man. Yeah. And that is going to be our foundation. And that foundation, if we can build on that and start spreading like that, having conversations amongst brothers like this, you know what I'm saying? Just open dialogue, open dialogue. What's on your mind? What are you doing today? How you feel? Right. Then we can then we can bring that to the community and teach the shorties how to do it amongst themselves when we ain't around. Right. That's, how I, learned from the OGs. That's right. how I learned from the OGs. I watched the OGs congregate amongst themselves. Once they break off, they grab a couple of shorties, knuckle them up, what you doing today? And then before you know it, we're mimicking what the OGs was yeah. doing. Right. Yeah, but we have, to, we have to be more. We have to be more present. You know what I'm right. saying? We have to be yeah. out in the community. We got to go interrupt a little CeeLo session or something like that. But like, some cholo niggas are doing. Right. <laughs> and, and really get that. And that's what I appreciate. That's what I. That's the. That's the identity I get from Bucktown. That's the identity I get from your entire team. The way y'all hold each other down. PNC partners of crime. That's how y'all live. You know what I'm saying to each one teach one man, we feed off of one another. One hand wash the other, both hands wash the face. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, boot camp click always remind me of uh Voltron. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> I um I, you think about you think about Black Moon. You think about I can't even say Black Moon. You think about Smith and Wesson, Helter Skelter, and Buckshot. That's the starting five. That's the Voltron five. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then when you put the other three, that's the grade eight. You know, yeah. we lost Sean, and we the magnificent seven. Yeah, so we back to that God degree. God, yes, sir. So you know, Yo, like, what what is the floor, the fly, Skoshka? The floor, the fly, Skoshka. I tell you what, when I first heard that song title, I was like, "This is some fly shit. Yeah, that shit is fire, boy." <laughs> yeah, that's what that means right there. The fleur, the fleur, the fleur is like flowers. That's life, you know. The fleur, mm-hmm. it's like the flower part of life. And Eskoshka, I don't think that's some shit that these guys made up. Yo, how'd y'all come up with that? It sounds great. Like Shaw Price is a genius, man. Like he can make something like from nothing. You know what I mean? He go from that black dot and and and. and if it, if it sticks in his brain and he thinks it's something that can make people laugh or make him think, then he's going to use it. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Well, let me think about it there. That song came out, what, over 25 years ago, probably? Yeah. And the fact that it's right there on the tip of my tongue that I still can remember it, that should tell you, like, yeah, you know, I'm of a song. That damn, that damn chorus right there just gravitated yeah. everybody in. Yo, that's that's Yo. hunger. That's hunger. That's hunger right there. That's finest right there, right? Like mm-hmm. these guys, those 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 five guys, right? That's the that's off the bench. They off the bench right now, right? When when me when 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 me Tech and Buckshot was Black Moon, Smith Wesson and Black Moon was was benched. They had to carry the flag. Mm-hmm. They stepped up. That's right. So so they was the first ones to sign the um priority. Okay. So when when Duck Down got the when when Drew and Buck got the Duck Down deal, mm-hmm. Fab Five, Helter Skelter, and OGC was the first artist to sign to Duck Down, and then we had to get, we had to do our political thing to get off the label still before we can sign to uh, to these guys. So they held it down. They held it up. Should say. Yeah. So let me pick. Let me let me pick it back on that. Uh, once you got signed, right? 
what was uh one of the main purchases that you made, whether it was investments, whether it was just splurge, like can you remember what, what you what you what you did with the money? Uh when I got signed to uh Priori, my second deal. Second or the first? The first the first deal, the first deal I bought I bought equipment. Okay. Good investment. Yeah. I bought equipment oh. and put it in my auntie and put it in my um cousin room, my my, my blood cousin. Mm-hmm. Young Coke, the great uh, BTJs. Everybody, family. Everybody worked for the. We we, we, we turned our family into a sweatshop. <laughs> <laughs> everybody gonna work. Everybody gonna work. Yeah, everybody yeah, gonna yeah. do so. Yo, we ain't no. We ain't know nothing about nothing. Tech pops put together all the equipment. You know what I'm saying? He was mad, but he did it anyway. You know what I mean? <laughs> Cold tech, how to do it already? He, he don't remember nothing. <laughs> He's that dead. Tech pops is a tech pop play like three different instruments, man. Wow. You know I mean, tech is mad modest with it, but he, you know, his dad is, is, has been jammed with some of the finest, finest of the finest, uh, you know, musicians. Nice. But we was able to get like first day I bought equipment, um, and it wasn't a lot of bread. You know, what I mean, it was like like thirty five hundred. I just took all of that and just said, yo, boom, we need equipment. Everybody going, we need a we need a twelve hundred. We need a we had like one twelve hundred. <laughs> my man chipped in bought the other two, but I bought like four computer. I uh, bought like a computer, a key, four keyboard. That's the time when we had the buy line. I don't know if y'all remember the buy lines back in the day. You could buy a car, you could buy yeah, a house. yeah, yeah. Like I bought my equipment out the buy lines, so I had all that stuff. And um, then uh, with the second deal, I think what I did with the second deal, I bought me a Lexus, man. Okay. You know what I mean? I bought me an expensive European car. I was gonna buy me an Astro van, right? But my 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 my, my, my wisdom is laughing at me right now. <laughs> I'm like, we need everybody gotta get in, son. Right. I was still like doofy. I'm still doofy. I'm like, yo, I gotta get something that everybody can get it. But my man was like, nah, yo, Tech had a Tech had a Lexus, Buck had a Beamer. Strang had a Lexus already. Like he was like, "Yo, man, PNC got a Lexus, man. You just got a Yost." I'm like, "I don't even know. That shit meant nothing to me." You know what I'm saying? I really don't give a fuck about none of that. Like mm-hmm. foreign car, that shit don't impress me really. It's cool. It's just I, I can see why cats would get hype about stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you know, again, that was that was one of those things where I will admit, like for me, I'm glad I made that purchase. But it was like, eh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I right, you bought a car so everybody can have a Lexus. So when we driving through the city, we just look like, it look, you know what I mean? It look crazy. Yeah. But then I also know like, we going through the hood and we going through the hood where niggas ain't got that shit. <laughs> so, you know, a couple of times I had a, a antenna broke on my shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little yeah. bit, you know what I mean? I'm like, I, you know, a little scratch on the door, a little like, what the fuck? I, you know what I mean? It's like, niggas love you, but they hate that shit. Like, yo, we gotta be careful because you're still in the wilderness, man. It's like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to go out there and, 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 you know, it's not like the 80s when cats used to rock the the, crazy uh, jewelry and all that. And and, and then, you know, niggas was getting hung up for that. Yeah. Mm You know what I'm saying? Even in the 90s, niggas was getting hung up for that too. Yeah. You come out here, niggas was coming out with they fake diamonds and all that shit. Niggas getting caught up in the club, getting shot at at the club in the city and all of that. The wolves, the wolves, the wolves will come in. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I don't know what you expect when you when you when you dangling all that meat in front yeah. of hungry individuals. It's still yeah. we still where we at. We still mm -hmm. where we at. But one thing I love about the boot camp is that you know we roll a, a certain way. Nobody act like they had a whole lot of shit. We just roll. like I would come. I would come to the hood. I would always go to when I moved uh, from Cefa. When I moved from Brownsville, I was I was staying in Crown Heights, and um, I would always come to um, Brownsville. And I would always have the uh, bar, uh, the grill in my back, in my trunk. Mm -hmm. And I would just pop out in front of Rockness Monster back yeah, in his yeah, building. True, yeah, true roster, yo. Only yeah, roster. <laughs> like, yo, that's just cook up our food. Yo, that's, that's, how, that's how my wife pops do. Yo, let me get a little fish in. Before you know it, it's a, it's a jamboree, son. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody, it's, it's Tuesday, though. It's like, you know. <laughs> They're like, nah, just gonna go over here and just get some fish real quick up the block. All right, everybody chipping in. Moms came downstairs, the kids is playing. So you you change the whole narrative. It could be really whack. Right. But if you step, if you pull up to the to the peas and you just playing music all out at your joint, you know what I'm saying? Like that's kind of, you know? Yeah, right. But never was with them things, so still. But you know, it's room for that too at, at certain points, at certain ventures, you know? Um, last question for me, I, I just, I want to ask some. I mean, I don't know <clears throat> with everything that's going on with like the COVID stuff. I don't know if you had like, you know, shows and stuff scheduled that now is impacted as a result of this. You know, I'm just wondering like, how has COVID changed the business model for an entertainer? You know, like, is, is there going to be some virtual Zooms <laughs> Western shows? COVID so, my money up, man. This year, I was going to make about a million dollars, man. COVID. <laughs> COVID, they came and I need my stimulus need a stimulus, man. <laughs> they messed my whole thing up, man. Like, yo, man, that whole crew. I don't know. Um, I think that again, man, we swift and changeable. You know? Um, yeah, we it will be it will be a different variation or different vantage point of how we're gonna uh, facilitate our performances. You know, I, I, it's late in the game. But a lot of people are starting to get conscious of like we can do things on a, like a pay-per-view spectrum, yeah. or get some of these people with money who we spend money with all the goddamn time yeah. to invest and in, 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 uh, sponsor like a show like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, it should be a sponsor for this. It should be some guys who paying to keep your lights on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for this, they should be paying for this dialogue right here. This is yeah. this valuable intel. Sure. You know, sure. so it's like. Um, there are people who are aware of that and they're becoming more conscious because everybody needs to tap into those to those lines. So the conversations, I guess they gotta get a little bit more on point, a little bit more dialed in. Yeah. And I think, you know, like me and Tech have have uh have explored and it's still weird, but it takes you back, like it takes you back to like the variety shows. Mm. You know, before <laughs> Uh, before we had phones where we can just yeah. do this with each right. other all the time. And, and you know, we gotta go to the variety shows and we gotta, it's no crowd there yet. We don't have mm -hmm. that yet. You know, we talk to the, uh, do the talking head shit. Mm -hmm. And um, I think you get to appreciate the build a little bit more. Yeah. Which is, which, you know, we could build it up. Sure. We can build it up. Let's go. Right. Sure. I'm gonna save my question for last, Rob. Yeah, do your thing. Okay. All, all, all I got is a chant, and I love this chant now that I'm listening to the album. Okay. Now, uh, General Steele, I have I have two questions, right? Yes, sir. 
One is going to play into the other, brother. Uh, what do you think about the current versus TV battles right now? What was TV? your favorite? Huh? You said TV battles? The, the versus TV, when you got like uh, one, one, one of my favorite ones, which I saw, I think, two weeks ago was BMX versus Snoop. Oh. Are you kidding me? That was phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal. <laughs> that was phenomenal. Are you, yo, all right. All right. Now, I love him, man. I, I, I think that dudes are learning how to do him better. Mm-hmm. And then it's showing, it's showing the solidarity, especially now. That's something that we definitely need right now. Like, you never saw Snoop and DMX. That, that's a crip in the blood. Yeah. Really? That's yeah. a big crip in a big blood right there, you know? So they like this. Oh, it's my shit. Yo, they jamming. Because they jamming because guess what? We grew up on each other's music. We right. all love all love Doggy House. We all love we all love the dog pen. You know right. what I'm saying? It's like, yo, we all love X. We all love the, the all, all of them cats. Oh, shit. All the Yonkers. You know what I mean? So it's like, yo, we supposed to act like we don't got no love for each other? That's what that's what Snoop said in the nineties in the, 90s, uh, in, in, the in the war the source of war. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Coach ain't got no love. Snoop Dogg death rope. Right, right. <laughs> like how you how you gonna be? How could you not be angry, knowing that you're just making music for the people that's like you? You right. it took you a minute to go. Okay, we're on two different coasts. Wow, I didn't know that. That's what what we was doing, mm-hmm. but. Somewhere down the line, there was some instigation going on, and, and something happened that made us all pick a side. It was more media than anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And you know, you know, we, we you know, we, we pay for that, man. We lost two great individuals, man. And nice. and in the in the in the how you say in the in the storm. Yeah. Right. Now, my second question slash comment. I'm sure for the people that's about to see this, I would love to see the whole boot camp click battle Wu Tang. Of course. <laughs> that, that'll break the internet, bro. That'll break the internet. I don't know if it's enough hours on IG for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about songs after songs. Oh I'm my talking about so many damn songs, bro. But hey, It'll be up all night. If Swiss beat see this, or Timberland, or whomever, remember we said it first, man. Salute, salute, Swiss, salute to Tim. That'll be great for hip hop. I think, you know, big up to the homie Jay Perry because Jay Perry, we just did something the other night where he did. Sure, I seen that. I seen that. I seen that post. And 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 big up to Tyler Kwali. He did a thing too. He did the, you know, duck down collab. Like it, it made me remember uh you know I me mean, 25 years of just making music you know being part of a family like tech and i have seven you know then the boot camp we got like five together then sean has another six seven then rock has another and then buck has you know it's like so all of right. these albums of these are our fam then and then that's not even counting the the, the, the countless uh features Mm-hmm. Right, oh, right. Been you know, ruckus, ruckus, and all yeah, that. What happened to the ruckus album? What that, that y'all did? Why, why did it never come out? Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, yeah, I, ruckus just 
defunct, man. Damn. They defunct, man. They uh they had a nice little run and then they they, they ran out. Yeah. They was good dudes over there, man. Them guys was doing some good stuff. To me, they were to me they were like almost like um merit sort of like like they followed in the steps of duck down, but they had some you know between Farrell. I think they might have got too confident, man. Yeah. I think along the way, like once you know, they got caught up. It's probably with some 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 old school cats that they some hardcore cats that they had to deal with. But then I think at the end of the day, when it's nighttime, uh, you got to be careful of your confidence. Yeah. Um, these guys had a had a had an insane lineup. Um, yeah. I mean, you got and G Rap too, right? Barrow, you got you know even going before them, Shabam Sadiq. Mm -hmm. right. Rose family, right. you know. I mean, before even before that, they had guys like PH was doing songs and uh, Pumpkinhead, rest in peace. Yeah. Um. Uh. Uh. Even Eminem was on joints. Yeah. Um. They had access to a lot of things, so you know what I when when I saw what I got there was they was just trying to you know put us with a a A and R mm -hmm. and put us through the system. Right. And tech and I don't really work like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it was cool because we respectful. You know, we met some good people mm -hmm. doing that, uh, but that wasn't how we was going to make no records. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I don't know if that worked for them. They just put it in the hands of guys. They had a lot of money, and they was just they just they didn't work. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they had a hell of a roster though. Crazy. You know what too though. I forgot this. All right, this is my last question right here. I know Rob got some, and I know Shanae have some. Um, I remember back when Pop and uh, Buckshot and Sugar, we were supposed to get together and do this One Nation album. Yeah. Did you guys have a, uh, a lot of content recorded, or like what, what? What? What was the situation with that? We recorded like about I want to say about about ten jumps, something like that. Somewhere around that, um, we demoed a lot of stuff, um, but it was, you know, it was up to Pop, it was up to the foundation to figure out what they was going to utilize. Mm. But yeah, we was we was we was out there for like a week, it was a week and a half, uh, in a crib, pretty much like waking up with the homie breaking bread, and. Um, uh, incredible experience, man. Incredible experience. R.I.P. Tupac. Yeah. Remember and protection, man. Yes, sir. The only thing I had, it seemed like we wind this up. Yo, I love this, yo. Yeah. Be a dreamer. And now I'm a schemer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> love that shit. Yo, that's yo son. <laughs> Be a dreamer. This is Listen, man, yo, Lord, I appreciate your presence. I yes, appreciate your wisdom. Yes, I appreciate you just being in front of us, giving us your time and having time to spend with us, man. So Likewise. that's all I have, Likewise. man. God bless you. Give thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate you, brothers, man. I, I you know, again. I stress the fact that you know I'm I'm getting used to this version of doing it like this, mm -hmm. but it's, it's 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 it helps when you have uh, a proper bill. 
Right. Not just a bunch of silly stuff and talking about how we hate this person or how, who we don't like and just all of this shit. That's like watching NBC or something. Like, yeah. Right. It's right. like, yo, we just, we just, our mind be absorbing so much trash that it's, mm-hmm. it's difficult to, to, to express something of substance because we already just feel this way. Yeah. But people got stuff to say, people got stuff to talk about, and I appreciate you brothers, man, for allowing me this platform to build with you guys. Thanks for giving out the time, man, to do this interview. You're already. You're already. Anything, man, I'm here, man. Let me know what y'all need, man.